Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Catch Up available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Catch Up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No Catch Up. No Catch Up. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. NBA playoffs. We got the Celtics. They get... I was going to say they got swept, but they did not get swept. They swept up the Brooklyn Nets 4-0 at home in Brooklyn. Kyrie, KD, it's over. The saga is done. I was talking to Nick. I was, I'm was. i like, I'm so glad this is over. Like, get these guys out of here. Like, let's, let, let's, let's get to the boys that are really playing ball. We're going to talk about Nets, Celtics, sweep up. Then we have a couple teams that are in interesting spots. My question for Nick is, the Sixers Raptors going seven now. Is that a foregone conclusion? Is that what we're doing now in that series? James Harden has looked like the same guy for the last three weeks. Joel Embiid hopped on the mic after the game, said he needs to be more aggressive, but that's not his job to tell him that. That's something that Doc needs to do. We got that audio. We're going to play that, talk about that. And then, of course, we got to talk about the Phoenix Suns. Me and Big Nick the Quick have been bullish on the Phoenix Suns all year, and now they look like they may be in a bit of trouble with the New Orleans Pelicans. That uh, young guys are playing ball. They're locked in. They're having fun, feeding off the energy of the crowd, but they have to go to Phoenix tonight, so we'll talk about that. Hey, we'll probably close it out with a little Donovan Mitchell talk. Pulled the hammy last night. Is uh, will, we, will we see him again, or is this the perfect uh, – is this the perfect excuse to be like, yeah, I don't need this. I'm out of here. Was Worldwide West in town to come get him? <laughs> Did you see that? Worldwide West was sitting courtside. Was he? Yeah, he was at the game. Um, and that made Utah Jazz officials uneasy, mm. is what they said. Uneasy, huh? All right, well, we'll talk about you know, that. You know Worldwide. He's all over. <laughs> Stay locked to this. No catch on sports on me in Chicago. We're here. Big Nick the Quick. What's happening? How we feeling? A lot of hoops, man. Oh yeah, you already know. Uh huh. Look, I and I, I got this cup out for for the Celtics or uh, for the Nets. You know what I'm saying? Like never <laughs> fold. Like I don't even fold my laundry. Like you know what I'm saying? These boys, these boys folded up on them today. Up you quick. know what I'm saying? And it, it was always headed that way. But yeah, take like a picture said, of this man. so I can post this on Twitter after the after this shit, man. I, I got you. Hold on. <laughs> but yeah, bro, they they folded up. Yeah, and like you said, lots of basketball. I tweeted out last night. I can't believe this is still the first, only the first round, right? Like, it feels like after all these series, like, shit should just be over. Like, it's like, you know, eight different or eight different mini championships going on. Right. With just uh, outside of, I mean, obviously outside of the Brooklyn and Boston series, um, you can kind of find some drama all over. I guess not really in Miami, Atlanta. That one seems to be pretty much over in Bulls. 
Bulls Bucks is uh is pretty much over. But yeah, everything else, there's a little little bit of drama, right? A little bit of a little bit of intrigue, a little bit of storylines, or you kind of want to see what happens next. We haven't really uh yeah, I think if you're the NBA and you wanted a first round to, to go well, that you kind of got it with this one, even with that sweep, because it's got everybody talking. So, yeah, this, this is a hell of yeah. a first round, man. It's crazy to think that we got three more rounds after this. The the amount to the, the other night we were watching, obviously, Bulls Bucks, mm-hmm. and they literally took the whole halftime of that game to talk about Kyrie. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't even talk about the game. Like, right. that's how much coverage the Nets and the Celtics were getting. Let's get into it. Because the last couple of days on Twitter and the last couple, you know, days in the media, Stephen A really went crazy on the Nets. And I'm a Stephen A fan. I think he keeps it 100. And I'll say this. I don't think he said anything that was wrong. Because let's go back, right? We talk Because me and you were on this when Kyrie was in Boston. Yeah. And we were talking about, listen, man, this guy – He's selfish. Yep. He he does what he wants to do and then kind of wraps it in this whole team thing. But when he's not happy, he does what he wants to do, and that's first and foremost. He's no, he, does, his- he does what he wants to do and wraps it in this whole I'm on a higher purpose than you thing. It's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So he did that in Boston. Didn't go his way. He wanted – don't forget why he wanted to go to Boston in the first place. He wanted his own team that he could run. He felt like, you know, he had got his championship with LeBron. Now it was time to go out to to his own franchise, a storied franchise at that. Well, remember what he said? Like, oh, now I know what LeBron was going through, and, like, I apologize. Remember that in Boston when he said yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He he. It, it was not as easy as it looked. Yeah. So he goes to Boston. We get moved off of Boston. And then the biggest thing that Stephen A. said that stuck with me was, you were the guy that orchestrated all this. You told everyone to come to Brooklyn. You picked you you handpicked the coach with KD after you told KD to come there. And then now when it gets a little sticky, you kind of left them out to dry. And that's exactly what happened. They get swept up. And I think a big part of this the 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 conversation that's being lost here is they didn't or well KD's been getting crushed, but like Kyrie didn't really play that well either. Down played, well in game, played well in game one. That was about it. Yeah. So that I think that's the biggest thing that's being left off here is we're talking about a lot of the drama and the conversations and the big three and the trade. I'm not going to lie too, man. I think I told you this off offline. I, I, I didn't have the heart to tweet it or put it on, on, on wax on no catch up. But I was a little uneasy about that Harden trade. I remember being like, man, if they could keep – well, first of all, I'm a big – if you don't know, I'm a big Karis LeVert fan. I think Karis LeVert is a ball player when he's healthy and he's on the floor. And I think he they had convinced him that he didn't need to start. He was coming off the bench and contributing big, big minutes and killing folks. And I didn't have the heart to say that when, when hard – I didn't have the heart to say, I'm, I don't like the trade. It was I was like 50-50 on it. You know what I'm saying? But it all depends on what kind of Harden we got. But, yeah, anyway. Well, I mean, they also – you're talking about Levert. Let's not forget. They they gave up what they really needed in this series, which was a well, defensive-minded, defensive-minded all-star yeah. center who doesn't need the ball to produce and you don't need to call plays for, and that's Jared Allen, right? Imagine Jared Allen. You, you take Jared Allen 
And Claxton, I told you yesterday we were joking, but Claxton was our second best player. Like, you take Jared Allen and you put him in that Claxton role. And again, I thought Claxton did okay, but Jared Allen's a better player, right? So you give him those minutes, move Claxton to your second big, forget about Andre Drummond. He never gets off the bench. And that's a completely different team that could throw a couple different looks at you and then maybe would have been able to do a little bit more. So you're not wrong in that. And then also the Levert piece of it all. Look, some people love Levert. Some people hate him. I think he is what he is, right? Like he's a scorer, right? He's one of those guys. He comes in, he's instant offense. He's looking for his shot. He makes no apologies for the type of player that he is. But it's the second um, unit yeah, portion. It's another second unit. Yeah, exactly. It's the se- like, can you imagine if we had a guy on the Bulls like Karis LeVert coming off the bench? For sure. Yeah. Like it'd be a it's a it's a difference maker. Right. And it wasn't a guy. It's a guy that's probably a starter in the league, but he was okay coming off the bench and killing twos. Right. And that's exactly what he was doing. Right. So Add that in with the Joe Harris injury. Yeah, you know, they had some things, they had some personnel things that didn't necessarily go their way. But man, I think you hit it on the head when you say look, when you get down to the basketball of, of it all. KD struggled for three out of the four games, and Kyrie struggled for three out of the four games. So if this whole thing was about getting KD and Kyrie into the playoffs healthy, and when all that happened, they were supposed to like form like Voltron. Well, that's not what happened, man. You can't have that if both those guys don't play well. And we talked about it. Both of those guys had to play well, and then they still need to find points, right? That's what we talked about when we went into the series. Both those guys need to play well. Yep. You can get 60 to 70 between those two guys, but where's that other 40 to 50 points coming from? Well, if you're not getting your 60 to 70 from those two guys, you're in a real situation. You got Seth Curry playing hero ball. You got Bruce Brown put into an oversized role. You got Claxton put into an oversized role. You're relying on Dragic and Blake Griffin down the stretch of these games and playing these guys huge minutes, right? And each of them had their moments. But again, these aren't you, – you really do need a third guy. And when you don't even have a second guy because yeah. Boston's – and let's not forget the Boston of it all. I know, I know a lot of this because the Nets are so high profile is about talking about the Nets collapse. Let's not forget – and I, I told you Odoka was my coach of the year – Udoka coached his ass off in this series, right? He did what we haven't seen done in 15 years, which is a team figure out how to really neutralize Kevin Durant. Durant has never been defended like that. They're throwing guys at him from all over. They're playing him physical. They said, we don't care about anybody else on this floor. Anybody, not even Kyrie Irving. We don't care about any other player. Kevin Durant will not get his. And if Kevin Durant doesn't get his, they can't beat us. And it's that simple. So, again, like, I, it's easy to pile on the nets, but I got to give the Boston Celtics a ton of credit, right? Defensively, that team is different. Very, 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 very different. The numbers show that. The eye test shows that. Um, the way they play. So, I got to give I gotta give credit to Udoka. I got to give credit to Brown and Tatum and Smart and those guys leading the charge. The Time Lord coming back from an injury. Go figure, right? Guy hurt, wants to come back and play. Unlike your boy boy over there, unlike your boy over there, who's just trying to get his Prada off. And I'm not, look, man, I'm all for wearing whatever you want. But at some point, I kind of get where Stephen A was even going on that. I didn't think that was some old man shit. It's like you're bringing a lot of attention to yourself for a guy who's not fucking playing basketball in super loud outfits, right? You can wear the black Prada if you need to. You don't got to come in the green lambskin fucking cut off suit you know what i'm saying that shit was like, hard by the way the lamp the green landscape was, was tough i don't know Super what he tough. had on the other night the other night uh yeah that whatever was trash but um all that man like there was just so much going on so it's it's part nets collapse but it's also part boston having the perfect game plan 
that the Nets could not figure out for four games, and that's on Nash as well. So there's a lot of blame to go around in this Nets thing, but I was saying it all year. I never felt comfortable about the idea of a team just forming in the playoffs. It doesn't work that way. These guys, and, and you see, when the going got tough, they didn't really have any other pivots because they've never haven't played together. I'll tell you this, man. You talk about Udoka and the Celtics and kind of how they got down. They just have a lot of good players. Yes. That can play both ways. Grant Williams. Six, six, three. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Grant Williams plays D, plays hard, and was knocking down shots. Player. You got Marcus Smart. We know he's a he's a two-way dude. Yep. Jason Tatum. Arrived. Is that what you're calling it on the defensive end, too? He's just both ways. Yeah, he's a two-way monster. He takes the defensive challenge hundred percent. Him and Brown, him and Brown for two high scoring perimeter guys, they take the defensive challenge as well. And that's what you want from your stars. Those guys get out on defense. But I'm saying for for but th- that they got five of them on the floor at one time. Yeah. Got, it's not <laughs> Pritchard, Pritchard, elite level confidence, right? Like Pritchard, an elite, elite level confidence. Grant Williams, elite level confidence. Time Lord knows his role. Like that's yeah. why I said Udoko to me. Really did become that coach of the year because the problem with Boston in the years past is you had a bunch of guys whose roles weren't really defined, yeah. right? You got Marcus Smart playing hero ball. You got Tatum trying to be Kobe. You got Jalen Brown not sure how to be a number two. He put that all in line, and once you did, the talent, the talent was always there. You never looked at Boston's roster and were like, yo, this roster's shit. It's, the reason it was so disappointing, it's like because this roster is one of the best in the NBA, like they got a lot of players, but they got guys. Yeah, you got guys. You got you got dogs. You got guys that can seemingly do everything you want done on a basketball court, but you can't put it together. And I get this is only the first round, but that team looks a lot different, man. So they punched the nets in their mouth. I get it. Games were close. You got Tatum game winners and whatnot, but I never felt at any point in this series that the Nets could beat them. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a Celtics series ticket in my easy. pocket. That was I easy do- cash. Yeah, it was. It was plus it was. money. Easy cash when it was yeah. plus money. That's the biggest, like, public pounding Nets fucking opening line shit I've ever seen in my life, dude. So here we go. So now let's talk about the future, right? So Kyrie, after the game, talked about, you know, I want the extension. I don't plan on going anywhere. I'm here. And uh, me and Kevin Durant are going to be the leaders of the franchise and, and get us in the right direction. Here's Kyrie Irving last night after the game. Um, when I say I'm, I'm here with Kev, I think that it really entails us, um, you know, managing this franchise together alongside Joe and, and Sean and um, just our, our group of family members that we have in, in our locker room and our, in our organization, you know, so um, it's not just about me and Kev. I don't want to make it just about that. We, we're cornerstones here, but, you know, we have been, we have a few other guys that are on contract and I think we just got to make some moves this off season really talk about it and um, really be intentional about what we're building and have some fun with it, make it enjoyable. Um, when I say I'm, I'm here with Kev. I cut it off on accident, but that, that was basically it. What are your, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Kyrie and him saying, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go back to the drawing board, me and Kevin, and uh, try to come up with something else that can get some wins. Lack of situational awareness. <laughs> Talk about that, <laughs> like football players. And just lack of situational <laughs> awareness. He he, you know, man, he he. 
What do you mean by that? You mean like he shouldn't have said that? Or is he being yeah. honest? Or, or is he all... being honest? And it's like, I, if I'm going to be here, me and Kevin are going to try to, you know, give it another run and put things together. Look, man, I mean, it, and this, I guess this this speaks to, to how fucked up the Simmons situation is, is that Bar- Ben Simmons, if you put Ben Simmons to the side, Kyrie, you're the biggest mystery in the entire NBA. So, like, the thing that the team needs to figure out the thing that the team needs to figure out how to build around is your inconsistency as a human being, as a professional, as, as a member of the Brooklyn Nets organization. You can't sit up here and talk about me and Kevin alongside Joe and Sean. Joe Sy is the owner of the Nets. Sean Marks, the GM. You're, how, alongside them where, bro? You're nowhere to be found half the time. Last year, you disappeared during the Capitol riots, and Steve Nash is looking for you, saying in practice, we don't know where this guy is. This year you take off half the year due to the vaccine, whatever, right? You 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 are the most inconsistent, enigmatic person in the world, and you want to talk about it's time for us to build and do it with a purpose. Like, come on, man! Like he's just he just talks to hear himself talk because again he believes that he's so much smarter than everybody that whatever he says is like. See, I, like, like, but look, see, like, I, it's all bullshit. See, I kind of saw it a little bit differently than you're seeing it. I'm seeing a guy like that right? he he's gonna he thinks he's gonna be around and he probably will be right. And he's saying we're gonna give it another run. I think he was just being honest. Like it's always been they honest. have a lot of influence. Him and KD, like you said, they're cornerstones. And I don't want to make it all about us two, but we're gonna. Go back to the drawing board and, and and try to and try to get a and try to get some W's. I don't really know what else he could have said. It was almost like, hey, we didn't we didn't have a, a lot of time to gel this year, and that's partly my fault. He, of course, he didn't say that, but he, that's he the, said that he said that he did say that in one of them. He did say that. Did he? Okay, he said he's a distraction. A distraction. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah whatever. That's I'll fine. give him okay. that. That's the, that's the most. Uh, whatever he's been self ever. accountability so, you've yeah, heard, yeah, you've heard yeah, from exactly. Kyrie for, for sure yeah so he said partly <laughs> his fault okay but I just felt like he's like yeah I mean I'm gonna be around I want to be around and me and KD are gonna try to you know make another run at it simple simple as that I don't know it was just very honest I, I hear sure. you want it being situational awareness and being like hey the reason you have to say this stuff right now is because a lot of the things that you were doing but He's already looking forward, man. You know, Kyrie looking forward. He's next the year. biggest hindrance. Their, <laughs> he's the biggest hindrance to their team building. I mean, if you're a star, why would you want to go there and play with there? Like, hey, let's be know, honest. Let's be honest. Would you want to go play there? Like, would you want to go be a part of that? Like, you got KD, who look, he's magnificent, but KD injury the last few years, he's gotten hurt every year the last few years, right? And he's not, he's not getting any younger. And then you have Kyrie, who you just, and it's not a joke. You really don't know if he's going to show up to work unless he's in the building. Like, that's crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know if he's going to Can't show count up to on work. him, yeah. You can't count on him at all. So, yeah. I mean, like, look. Well, let me ask you this. For the Kevin Durant thing, for example, Joel Embiid, and we're going to get to him in a second, came out and basically said, yo, James Harden's got to be more aggressive. Durant took a, a line the whole entire year of very nonchalant, didn't, never said like, yo, Kyrie's got to get back. He kind of went the, I'll, I'll I'll try to do my best to do what I, you know, carry the squad while Kyrie is out. He, he never said like, 
Kyrie's got to get back. He kind of was hush-hush about the Kyrie situation and how he went about it. And from what I can tell on the floor and how they interact, they're still really cool, really close. Anything that – any comments on, like, how Kevin could have maybe – maybe where do you think his head is at? Is he just like, yeah, I still trust Kyrie and we're going to go give it another run? Is he trying to not verbalize it and say it out loud? But it seems like they're close and they're cool. But he left Kevin Durant out to dry a bunch, and Kevin had to carry the squad for a big, big chunk of the year. However he feels, we'll never truly feels. I don't. We'll never know because I don't think he's not the type of dude who's going to come out there and tell you that how he's actually feeling. Right? I think KD, at least publicly, is just like, "Hey, I'm just here to do my job. I'm going to push forward. Guys got their own situation. It's not on me to comment on it." And he's right. always been that way. Right. He's always been that way. He was that way in Golden State, which is why I think kind of irked some of his teammates. Right. The whole is he coming? Is he going? Is he staying type thing? And the altercation with Draymond yeah. is that Kevin's just going to do Kevin regardless. Right. It's almost like shit could be burning down around him and he's just in the gym shooting threes. You know what I mean? Like right. unbothered with his headphones on. And I think that that's just kind of how he is. So I don't I don't really put it on him in the sense that, like, I'm expecting him to say something because that wouldn't be consistent with who he's been the past 15, 16 years that he's been in the league. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna say what he's gotta say. He's gonna take some ownership and accountability. And he's just gonna say we gotta get better. And I think that's all you'll ever get from Kevin Durant. You think um, it's a you think it's a little bit like I got titles, MVPs. Yeah, I think he's very I, I like New York. Yeah, I think he's comfortable with his 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 place in his the like league. place in the league and yeah. legacy. And I think that that's and I think you can't you can't downplay that in how Kyrie acts either. It's like Kyrie has a ring, right? So when you're not chasing that, at the end of the day, Kyrie could never pick up a basketball again, and he's got a ring, and he's got iconic moments on the way to getting that ring, right? He hit the, he hit the biggest shot in that game, in that game seven. He was absolutely a crucial part of that team. So I think for them, that that kind of is that is that the is that the thing no one's really talking about about the KD part? Because I yeah I agree because like Harden he doesn't have a ring. I'm out of here, bro. Get yeah, me out of here. Yeah, this is a go, disaster. I need, go, I need to go get a ring. I, I don't have, have a ring. ring. I don't want to be without one. I'm trying to get out of here. So yeah. it looks like Durant's a little Kawhi more Leonard. tolerable. Kawhi Leonard is the ultimate I have a ring. I have, look, I got a ring. I don't give a fuck. I won't even show few. up this year. Yeah, I got a couple of them. Got a few. Damn it, and few I was involved. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that that's part of it, too. I think you can't, you can't underscore that. As soon as Kyrie got his ring, he started acting crazy. As soon as he got his ring, he start, that's when you really everything was out. The fucking flat earth, the earth was flat. Can't want to play with LeBron anymore. That's true. Though. You know what I'm saying? And he started talking to all types. Of, all of a sudden, he's Cherokee and all this shit. Everyone is ring man. No, so, that's true yeah, though. Yeah, that is sure. true. So I, again, yeah, man. When you're not chasing that, that's the ultimate goal. Even if it's not the ultimate goal, you know that. People can never say, hey, he didn't win anything. You know what I mean? So once Facts. you've won, you're kind of good. Like James Harden, we're still talking about James Harden playoff struggles. Yeah. Right? We're still, and we will talk about that forever until he gets a ring. Charles Barkley has done a million great things since he stopped playing basketball. The number one thing is still on that show. We talk about inside the NBA. He's still 40 years after, about 40 years, 25 years after his career is over, still gets shit. From Kenny Smith, who is an average <laughs> player. You know what I'm saying? Chuck is yeah. one of the best players of all time, and Kenny's got rings. Shaq's got rings. And whenever it's an argument, Shaq's like, you ain't got no rings, bro. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You weren't. You had to be there. 
You know what I'm saying? And you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think all that matters. And I'll say another thing, man. Kyrie was talking about the outside noise uh, a lot yesterday, right? A lot of outside noise and this, that, and this victimization shit. Look, bro, you have done nothing, nothing but inflate your contentious relationship with the media. You have called them peons. You have you have insulted them at every turn. You've been an asshole. You haven't been, you know, an you know every everything you can do as far as to not have a good relationship with the media. You've done, and again, you called them peons. Let's let's just keep it real. You insulted <laughs> these people's entire livelihood. So, what do you think the coverage is going to be like? Right? You have no benefit of the doubt anymore with the media. So, like, don't sit around and act like some victim as far as how you guys are covered when you set that up yourself. Sure. If, if you don't, don't if you want to if you want to play the villain, that's cool. But when people treat you like a criminal, don't act like, hey, why, hey, why are you doing that, Bill? Because you wanted to be the villain. You know what I'm saying? You wanted to be the bad guy. That that's how you set it up. Yeah. So I don't want to hear any of that either. You're not some victim in this whole thing. You 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 really came out and called folks peons, grown professional people peons. What do you expect? Remember yeah. that? Yeah. No. Yeah, I do remember and that. Stephen A. been at his neck ever since. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. And let's close it out on the Ben Simmons things. I do want to touch on that about the clothes because oh I'm I am the big guy that's like express yourself, wear whatever you want, do your thing. I love all that stuff, but there's certain times where you should not be bringing enough. You shouldn't be attracting as much attention as he was. And I'll tell you this as well. It wasn't like he was dressing like that and he was sitting in the second row of the bench. Somehow, his seat was like right in the middle of the bench. In between two players on either yeah, side of himself. Players on either side of himself and coaches on either side of himself. And for example, Joe Harris was in the building yesterday. He was in the second row. He was in the back. He was in a black hoodie. I haven't heard anybody talk about Joe Harris' injury. And how well, I mean, people are talking about it's a big miss and, the, and they're missing Joe Harris, sure. Right. But somehow Ben Simmons would throw on outlandish outfits and a lot of fucking jewelry and, sun, of jewelry. Yeah. and, and sunglasses. Yeah, sunglasses. And he would sit in the middle of the bench where there's no, you couldn't miss him. And I think the big thing Stephen A was saying, and what I understand is, you're asking for attention for all the wrong reasons whatsoever. LeBron can come on the bench with a glass of wine and tons of diamonds. And yo, and, 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 you know, and now that I, I'm saying this out loud, if you think about it, LeBron sits at the end of the bench. He does sit at the end of the bench. He's way at the end of the bench when he's not playing. He yeah. comes up during timeouts and he'll dap up people. But somehow Ben Simmons would sit in the middle of the bench in a sherbet fit and then ask like what what's the what the issue is and why are people like so yeah I understood it, it's it goes back to that same conversation we've had about Baker Mayfield versus like Daniel Jones if you're out oh, here great yes Baker if, can't find work <laughs> if you're out here just screaming for attention for all the wrong reasons and you're not on the floor or the field, and when you are on the floor of the field, there's a lot of issues there as well, uh-huh. then this is this is what happens. And the fact that he didn't show up yesterday and sit on the bench, 
I think it's just he. It, it just it just tells on himself on how much he's affected by what everyone is saying. It's like, hey, look at me, talk about me. But then when they look at me and talk about me, I, I now I'm in shambles and I can't deal with it mentally and I'll just go ahead and not even come to the game anymore. I, I just it, it's just hard to understand. That's it, what I think that's the issue. It's very me, me, me. And again, like we're not look, man, we're not like some old get off my lawn type no. people, man. We're all for it, man. Look. I got no problem. Wear what you want to wear. You want to throw on the jewels. You want to do all that. That's fine. I don't I don't really care. Even the shit I don't agree with, it's like, fine. Show up with what you want to show up. But again, when you're in a situation where, number one, it seems like a lot of what you don't like is negative attention or attention. You just want to be able to do your thing. And I you just want to be able to hoop, or whatever. Yeah. Like, why show up like that, man? Why show up in loud neon green or pastels and like you said sit in the front row all all the diamonds all that shit and like just draw a ton of attention to yourself and look like hey also walking in looking like a million bucks while you're not playing that's the other thing man that Prada fit is probably 20 bands you know what i'm saying they got a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> worth of jewelry on it's like i'm walking in looking like a million bucks look at me life is great i'm that guy but it's like dog you just took an entire year off in your absolute prime for whatever for reasons still yeah. unclear. And I it's, told you when it first happened that that back shit was bullshit. And Stephen A said it yesterday. You, you you keep having these injuries that you can't really diagnose with an X-ray. Yeah, and my back hurts. You can't. It's like my hamstring. You can't really look at that. You can't. It's, you got to take a player at their word for it. I have mental health. Well, we can't really put you under a scope and and know whether or not that's true. We just got to take your word for it. So what is it? Why are you floating out the idea that you're going to play in game four, putting out Instagram stories, putting out all this shit, if you're not going to do it? Like, what's the point, man? Like they said, if you could have played last night, you could have played on Saturday. You have not played all year. You are in the prime of your career. There's plenty of guys running out there limping around the court. Zach Levine ain't been healthy in six months. Scotty Barnes played 41 minutes last night. Luca's out here coming off an injury playing big minutes. Like the guy, that guy, man, like, man, dude, I wanted, I, I wanted to give him the benefit early, kind of, but still not really because I didn't agree with how he was going about it. But I thought it, a lot of it was posturing. When I saw how dug in he was and the fact that, like, yo, he wasn't going to play. When he got traded to Brooklyn and there were no rumors of him playing within the first couple weeks, you already knew where this was going. He was never going to play. It was all bullshit. It was yeah. all bullshit, man. He he's weak as fuck. He's insecure. He's weak as fuck. Everything he does screams weak as fuck. I was on his Instagram yesterday. It's kind of bullshitting. Yo, this guy posts a picture of whatever. Of, of, it's like, like six of his last ten pictures are new cars he bought, and it's like, yo, who does that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I never seen LeBron post a picture of a car. You see Simmons shit, it's a Ferrari, it's a Lambo, it's a Range, it's a pickup truck. And it's just like all this shit of yeah. like. It's a lot yeah, of pandering, I'm, posturing. It's a lot of posturing. Like, I'm that yeah. guy. Like, yeah, no, you don't got to do that. We know you got bread. We know yeah. you got bread. Like, that shit is old. This ain't cash money records in fucking 1998. You don't got to yeah. floss all over the place. Like, that, that shit is, is weak, by the way. Yeah, no, I agree it's with weak you. As fuck. It's a, <laughs> you know it's a lot of posturing, and then it's just sending. <laughs> tough messages it's it's fucked up because 
the things that he's saying he's like having a hard time with are all the things he's asking for with everything he does. So like that's where it gets really right washed up. So he enjoys the lifestyle, man. Yeah, well, he cool. doesn't. Yeah, he, he he the the idea of being a hooper. He's not really a hooper. Like yeah, he's that. not really a hooper. He loves the idea. Hey, I'm rich, man. I get to live in L.A. Yeah. I got the cars. I got the chicks. I'm light skinned It's great. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> yeah, he, you got no dog in you, bro. And in the idea of being dog. a hooper, not a not an actual not hooper. an actual hooper. We should have known when, when when Buddy showed up with the cell phone in his pocket how the next fucking nine months was gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was some type of health and health uh, gadget or something. Is that but what he yeah. said. Yeah, it, it came out that that was it was like a, it wasn't a cell phone. It was like a no, no, some type of monitor or something was, for like this shit was an app. <laughs> that was an like, iPhone twelve. Fuck you talking about? So all right, <laughs> we'll, oh when I see one, <laughs> we'll uh we'll move off that and we'll go to Philly and Toronto because Uh-oh. things are getting spooky. spooky. Hey, we need like a graphic, like yeah. <laughs> That shit is spooky hours. <laughs> it's Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse, spooky out in uh in Philadelphia right now. They uh they get the win in Philly last night. Comes out that Joel Embiid needs surgery on his thumb. Mm. My my thing for that is how you know what I was gonna say. I don't I don't understand how that type of stuff gets out, and it always feels like a hey. Just so you guys know, if this shit goes south, mm. uh, it's surgery time for me after the season. By the way, you think he's telling the team? I'm that? good. I can play. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till after the playoffs. But hey, man, my shit <laughs> surgery is necessary. It, it reminded me a little bit, and it's nowhere near the the level. Right. But when information gets out like that, it's not by accident. So it's like, oh yeah, he's hurt. His thumb is hurt. He needs surgery after. But like, why why are you telling us that right now? It's like it, it reminded me of a little bit. I thought about when LeBron came out in the presser with the cast on his. He's like, yeah, my hand broke. That shit was so funny, bro. My hand. All of a sudden, his hand was broke. And I'm not. <laughs> and I know. And, and I'm. And I'm sure Joel is hurt. I just that info when that information <laughs> came out, I'm like. Why would that come out? Like, why wouldn't that be something that in the medical and yes, the, the back in the locker part, room? Yeah, it's like, yeah. damn, like it looks like you might need some surgery on this. And then, okay, but like I'm gonna play, so like let's just keep it moving. But yeah, Bron's broken hand was cap. That yeah, shit. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, folks came out. Yeah, come you on. know my shit is all fucked up. Bron like, got a Bron has a triple double. Bron <laughs> has some some lies on the very, record. Very there's no there, oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. But let's talk about the game. Toronto goes in. They take care of business in Philly. Yep. Series is 3-2. And it could easily be 3-2 Toronto if, if um Joel Embiid isn't Joel Embiid isn't the top yeah. top three player in the world and hits a and hits a turnaround three Turnaround-3. with point nine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the series? <laughs> How does this play? This has to go seven now, right? Like we don't have an option. We go back to Toronto here in a couple of days. And they got to get back to Philly. Toronto thinks, yeah. It's crazy that Toronto's the team on the brink of elimination and has been for the last eight quarters, and it feels like the pressure is all on Philly. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that for sure this goes seven. I think that Toronto has them right where they want them. 
I think that if you're Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, it's almost tragic because he just needs a soldier to go to war with. And that's what he's, he's been looking for forever. For a year. Said, you know what? They had it with Jimmy. Jimmy was his guy. He loved Jimmy, right? Because if you look at Joel and you look at Jimmy, those are two guys who probably understand each other. It's like, yo, we're going out here. It don't got to be pretty, but you know what I'm saying? We're just dogs. Yeah. He dealt with the Ben Simmons situation, right? All that and behind the scenes, probably last year, this summer, this year, finally gets Harden and he gets this James Harden that's non-aggressive, a shell of himself. What was the uh, dude? They had a number on Get Up today with Harden that was absolutely crazy. It was you talking about the 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 number at the cup? Yeah, at the pace, he's twelve of thirty-one inside of ten feet. Finishing. So, like, Harden is, is is fully a shell of himself. Only shot the ball 11 times last night. Looks slow. Can't get past people. And it's just Joel pretty much doing what he's been doing all year, which is try to carry this team. But, yeah, they smacked Toronto in the mouth the first two games and got the Joel Embiid three to win. But, look, we've told you about Toronto. Toronto's full of dogs. Once they kind of figure it out, now you got Siakam hooping. You got Barnes back. He's putting in a shift every game. Nurse is a great coach. And they're coming out with more fire. They're coming out with more intensity. Philly seems to be coming out in these games flat, right? And and Toronto's just outworking them. And you don't want to you don't want to come out flat against a team like Toronto because I guarantee you, every single game Nurse is going to have his boys ready. Yeah, five guys at twelve plus points last night. We got Siakam, we got OG, we got Scotty Barnes. We I got love Gage. OG and Anobi, by the way. We got I'm all in. Yeah, we got Gary Trent Jr. So like they were going, they were hooping. Another steal, Gary Trent Jr. Another they stole him from Portland. It was e- easy. Portland had a fire sale. Like why weren't teams going? After well, yeah, it's because they're Jr. well. That's because Portland had fifteen Gary Trents. Yeah, exactly. Gary the Trent whole roster is Gary, Gary Trents. Trent, yeah, <laughs> Gary Trent and Norm Powell. Just Norm play. Powell's Gary <laughs> Trents, and then um, Dame. And Dame. Yeah, what a terrible roster construction. Um, yeah. But, yeah, another guy. And, like, they just have all these guys. I talked about it last week. Masai has a very particular type of player that he likes. He likes big physical wings that are athletic and can guard multiple positions. And that's what he throws at you in waves. And when Siakam's playing well, even without Van Vliet, when Siakam's playing well, man, like, when he's playing like a true number one, which I don't, I think his best role is a number two. We saw that when Kawhi was there. He's a really good number two. He's kind of a shaky number one. But when he's on his game, they're just hard to beat, man, because if they if you throw in a 25 to 30 point per game scorer on top of what they're already doing to you, it becomes very, very difficult. And if Joel doesn't have someone to take off that pressure, and let's let's talk about Tobias Harris, right? Because for 30 something million dollars a year, you're just he needs to at least be solid and, and you don't know what you're getting every night. So he's got a bunch of guys, he can't look at any of them and know what he's gonna get on a night to night basis. Yeah. From anybody on that roster. See, my allergy is going crazy. Me too. It's crazy. This weather, because yeah. it's fucking seven degrees one day and it's 30 the next. Yeah, for real. But my fault. Yeah. Um, well, we know about Tobias. Like shaky. You're the you're the king of like, we know who this guy is. Yeah. He's he has told us. We, we, <laughs> we know who Tobias Harris is. You you're not gonna he's gonna have games where he he has really, really good games, impactful games, impactful minutes, and then there's gonna be stretches where you're like. Last three games, 16, 15, and 11. This guy's like, brutal, dude. Brutal. And at 47 minutes, uh, 47 minutes in game three, he had 11 points. A classic, like, where is this guy on the floor? You don't he's know not. he's on the floor. Yeah, exactly. 100%. <laughs> 100%. 
I'm gonna tell you this. I know Max he had a he, he had a rough shooting game the other night. That uh that up and under he hit. Were you sure? Did you see that? No, I didn't. Man, <laughs> Maxie went. If anybody else didn't see that, Maxie went to the cup, went up with the right, showed him the ball, went all the way, almost fully, fully showed it to him with the right, came back, brought it down, and then laid it up with the left. It was filthy. Yeah. But I don't know, man. But There's, remember, I told you going in, they're, they're Maxi. They're relying a lot on Maxi to be the number, the second best player on this team. Yeah, and like that's just not it. Those guys are great. If Harden is playing well, Maxi Harris, they fall in line. But with Harden being whatever it is that he is right now, um, this team is struggling. Any, man. Anyway, look, anyway, anyway Philly not, loses. Anyway, Philly loses. Can, yeah, can they yeah. lose four straight? Yeah, I think they could. I think they could. I think they had. It's a. It's one guy. No one loses four straight though. Hey, Philly might. Doc, <laughs> Doc, 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 Doc has. Dude, they said Doc has lost thirty-one closeout games in his career. Yeah, he's like it was in. I saw thirty-one the closeout it was games in his insane. career. Insane. He was like his winning percentage was like thirty-five percent on closeout games. He yeah. just doesn't. He can't win them. He, he can't win them. Can't win. Yeah. Them. Can't, do it. can't do it. So I mean. Yeah, I, I do. I absolutely see a series that in which because they got to go back to Toronto next game, right? They're in Toronto. Yeah, two, two, one, one, one. You don't want to play there if you're unsure about yourself. Yeah, that's not where you want to go. That's not where you want to go if you're unsure about yourself. Jurassic with Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, those those boys are. You know, Drake's gonna be up in there talking shit. Yeah, you don't want to go there. Yeah. You don't want to go there. You don't want to deal fact. with that. You don't want to go through customs if you don't want to. Uh uh-uh. uh So yeah, I think that's tough, man. I think you could see. That's never happened in the NBA, right? If the 3 0 team come back. I'm pretty sure it. it's never happened. This might be it. This might be it. Unless unless you're getting a gargantuan effort from Joel Embiid. But Toronto's just got so many guys. He can yeah. throw a lot of different looks at you and manufacture some things out there on both sides of the floor. And again, he's smart, man. We saw. We knew Nick Nurse was that dude when he neutralized Giannis a couple years ago. He he was Yo, the put only him in a, put him in a straight jacket. Bro. Put him in a straight jacket. <laughs> put Giannis Yo, in a straight jacket. The you, wall. If, I'm I'm telling you, if the reason Milwaukee's roster looks the way it does is because of Nick Nurse and Kawhi Leonard. Period. Point blank. That's the reason Milwaukee has shooters all over the place. They're a little more, they have a little, they added a little bit of a big that's versatile in Portis. Yep. The reason that team looks like that is because Nick Nurse, like they went, I know they went back to the, the like the board. The, like, yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah, hey, we can't never have that happen. Back, again. Yeah, we cannot <laughs> let that shit happen again because no, we just got locked up. And Nurse committed to that style, that, that wall was, you gotta, you gotta have the heart to do that because you really are leaving the perimeter open for people to just tee off on you. Yep. But he said, no, nah, I got the best defender in the world in Kawhi Leonard and I'm just going to build this wall and y'all aren't going to do anything about it. And y'all was just running straight into it, just bouncing off a wall yep. of people. Yep. Um, so yeah, Nurse has shown the commitment to do what's necessary to stop a guy who he feels he needs to stop. It's kind of like Udoka was with Durant. Sometimes if you key in, you look at the last two games, only you know twenty and twenty-one for Embiid. Um, you key in on these guys. You you take out the number one, and a lot of other guys start getting shaky. Yeah, because so yeah, you can't count they, have to, them. they have to step up. They got to right. step up and do a lot more. And we're talking about Philly, a team full of guys we're not sure of. Who's gonna can, step up? 
Yeah, that's the question. Here's Joel Embiid last night. He was talking about Harden getting more aggressive, and it kind of gives you a little peek into where Joel's at right now. Here's Joel Embiid last night after the game. Man, uh, you know, I've been saying it all season since he got here. You know, he just needs to be aggressive and he, he needs to be himself. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's not really my job. Um, you know, that's probably on coach uh, to, you know, talk to him and tell him to, you know, take more shots, uh, especially if they're going to guard me the way they've been guarding. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's really not my job. But we all, we all need to be better. We... <clears throat> Offensively, uh, like I said, we missed a bunch of wide open shots and uh, at times uh, I just felt like we just invited, uh, you know, when I was getting double, uh, we were not aggressive attacking the ball. We just kept moving around the ball. He said aggressive, I don't know, five times, six times in that minute clip. You know what he actually said? He said, I do enough around here. Somebody else needs to do something. Whether it's James shooting. Tobias. Not, not, not telling James to shoot. I do too much. I've been doing shit all year for y'all. Somebody help me. SOS. Somebody fucking come over here and help me. I am sick of this shit. That that's a that's as frustrated as you're gonna hear him. Yeah, here here if you couldn't hear it, because I know that audio was a little low. The question was James only took eleven shots. Would you like to see him take more to help the offense out that way? Like, hey, would you like to see him score some more? Embiid. I mean, I've been saying it all season. He got here. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to be himself. That's not really my job. That's probably on coach to talk to him and tell him to take more shots, especially if they're going to guard me the way they've been guarding me. That's really not my job. That's what he said. But we all. But then he goes, but we all need to be better offensively. We missed a bunch of wide open shots at times. I felt like we just invited when I was getting, oh, when I was getting doubled, we were not aggressive. So. I, I do enough. Yeah. So. I think you said it. I think you said it the right way. Like, yeah, this is uh they've been guarding me. That's not really my job. But that that, that first couple sentences is really interesting from Joel cuz it's kind of like and that hey, you know real quick, that's when you will always find the honesty in an answer. That first couple sentences cuz once they realize what they said, they'll instantly try to backtrack it. He, don't listen to anything anyone says outside of those first couple sentences on a question like that. Yeah. Everything else is just them walking back what they just said. Yeah. Well, you know what? But we all need to do better. But what I just said is what I really feel. Should should he have said that? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with what he said. No? No, I think this dude is, again, man, like, yo, if this season ends with them, you know, blowing this lead, going seven, no one can look at Joel and be like, hey, man, like, he didn't, he didn't carry it. Like, this was a season from hell for him hey i will say this joel and, and and this is how i'm reading the situation joel has a track record i think of he i bet you he says stuff behind the scenes first and then when he feels like shit's not changing they put a mic in front of him and he's like hey man this we he i've been telling y'all since the beginning he needs to get more aggressive but that's not my job that's the coach's job and i think even if you go back to like the simmons thing he might not have liked Simmons, but he bit his tongue for a long time until he didn't bite it. And he was like, hey, man, I don't even want to hear about this dude anymore. Stop this asking shit. me questions yeah. about this man. He's weak. He's soft. I don't want to hear about it. So I think it's interesting that he's kind of saying it now because I can guarantee you that that's not the first time he said that out loud. Like, 
hey, man, like, get more aggressive. Like, go to the basket, get more shots up. Like, talking to Doc or talking to an assistant coach or whoever else. So, I thought that was interesting. And he's getting his ass kicked out there. That's the other thing. He's looking around. He's getting his ass kicked. He's getting fouled. He's getting hit. He's getting double teamed. He's doing everything he can to win. And for now, what, the third straight year, he's looking around. He's like, who the fuck else is here with me? Yeah. He has not had anybody with him since Jimmy. And, the, and and they lost that series on a Kawhi Leonard crazy shot. You know what I mean? That was the last stable team that they put around him. Since then, this this, this organization, let's call it like it is, man. If I'm Joel, I'm looking around I'm like, why can't y'all figure this out? Because y'all are wasting my prime. I'm a big. When it's over, it's over quick. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when it yeah. ends, it'll end quick, right? It's not, it's not gonna this doesn't age well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're wasting my prime here. Yeah. Paying 40 million to Tobias, having Ben sit out, giving me 50% of James Harden. You know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I guess that's interesting when you think about it. It's like, man, he went from he went from Ben, who wasn't playing, didn't have it, to now going to James, and he's not the James he thought he was gonna get, at least so far, the second half of the year. And all he's and doing he's is kind of like, and all he's doing is getting better and, and going crazy. Yeah. And it's like, man, doing everything you ask. Hey, you guys want me to stop clogging the lane for Ben? Fine, I'll start shooting threes. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to adjust my game to this roster. I'll play make. I'll play defense. I'll bring it out. You know, whatever it is that you need me to do, I'm gonna do. But damn, at what point are y'all gonna hold up your end of the bargain and like actually get me a dog? And 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 Doc, if James is supposed to be that guy, go fucking talk to him because you're the head coach, right? Why do I got to go do this too? That's what he said. Why do I got to go do this too? Come on, man. What else do y'all want from me? Now you want me to go motivate James? Come on, man. I'm not a little baby. I can't motivate James. What you want me me to do? Play trip too hard? I don't know what else y'all want me to do to get this man to show up. I don't know. I'm not a stripper. I can't get inside his head. He doesn't. what, What else? That's what he's saying. I can't go out there now fucking – it's not on me, man. I'm good. I'm going right. back to sleep. I'm going to go chill. I'm going to go nurse my thumb and my back and everything else hurts me. And y'all go figure it out, man, because this shit ain't it. I'm doing my job. Somebody I'm else do theirs. my job. Somebody else do theirs. I'm doing mine. Yeah. I'm Joel just, as Embiid. far as I'm concerned, I've done everything I've <laughs> Joel Embiid, Mister, I'm doing my job. You do yours. I 100%, feel it, man. And I'm not. I'm, I don't. I, I'm not. I can't knock. That's what I'm saying. I'm not knocking his comments, man. Just being honest. It is crazy too. Kind of similar to what we said about Ayo Desumu. Like, what if Maxi doesn't take this step? Like, they they weren't expecting Maxi to be like this all yeah. year. Like, what if he doesn't do that? I don't know. It's it, it gets real spooky. Yeah, then so, your roster is literally without any sort of point guard. I mean, you kind of had to make him into a point guard. And, like, yeah, what if he does it? Exactly. Like, what are we left with, man? What is what is this roster that we have here? Well, I mean, obviously it comes down to James, man. That's That was that that was the play. They went and got James. And, let, mm. and he's looking at Maury. He's like, yo, this is what you, this is what you gave up everything <laughs> for? Because CJ was yeah. available. And CJ's out in, in New – CJ ah, was available. CJ was available. CJ was available. CJ, way less maintenance. He's going to show up. He's a leader. I know I can look at CJ and be like, hey, I know you don't guard anybody, but (laughs) you're going to go to war. I know you're going to go to war. I watched you go to war with Dave. You know what I mean? Like, there was other guys that are available, but we had to get this guy. We probably could have got CJ without giving up Seth. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, yeah, man, again, at some point, he's like, yo, I've done my job. 
Everybody else needs to do theirs. Absolutely, man. I feel it. That's a perfect segue into uh, New Orleans and Phoenix. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, Willie Green. The book goes down and the sun's looking shaky, boy. Game uh, game five is tonight, man. 905 Central Phoenix, Arizona. Must win for the Suns. Absolutely, I think. Absolute must win. I agree with that. Because they do not want to go new. First of all. Smoothie King Center is rocking. Smoothie King Center. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Smoothie King Center feel like the Superdome in that motherfucking I, I, life. I've, I've been there. It's a little, it's a, yeah, it's a little arena. It's, it's interesting, man. I yeah. love New Orleans. But you know New Orleans as a piece of my heart. Man, it is <laughs> rocking in there. They got guys, man. They got, they, got currency sitting courtside. They just got, yeah, big shout out to Spitter. <laughs> they got, uh, man, they got guys that are just having fun, playing reckless, abandoned, not don't care. Challenging CP3. They, they, they harassed CP3 in that last game. Very said, tough time. Hall of Fame. We don't give a fuck about none of that. We're going to throw Alvarado in at the end of the game. This guy has no idea what he's doing. He's just running around like a fireball. Yes. That little move that he does where he hangs out in the corner and then comes around and steals your shit. Yeah. Like, yo, come funny. on, man. I love that. It's great. Listen, it's it's really bad timing for the Suns to lose D-Book, their best offensive player, and then for Brandon Ingram to turn into uh, being Bryant. And then for Alvarado and Herb Jones, who Herb Jones has been playing well all year, but for him to just take it up another level. Herb Jones is a fucking and Herb Jones looks like the best defender in the league. He's the best defender I've ever seen. (laughs) I'm not lying. He's blocking shots. He's still, he's locking folks up. He's grabbing boards. I told you, man, if Herb Jones, if I'm Herb Jones, learn a corner three, get your Bruce Bowen on, and you'll make $150 million playing basketball. The Jones family will be straight. More. Yeah, lots. More. Yeah, based on your contributions. 100%. So it's tough timing to lose book, and then it looked like they lost book. They lost book, and the Pelicans were like, "Wait a second, mm-hmm. we might be able to. We might be able to go ahead and get get win the series. Like that's what it felt like." What I just say, some teams you take away that number one guy, and I didn't expect this from Phoenix because of how deep they were, but you take away that number one guy, and guys are in shambles. Well, I think well then if you if you throw in the the element of of lock of of locking up CP, then it's like. They don't. They they don't. They don't know what to do on offense. They can't do anything with the ball. Ball sticks. Ball doesn't move. Then they asking guys to play out of their body. Like yo, Mikael Bridges is a great player. Cam Jones, solid role player. You you can't throw them the ball on the wing and and and, and say go to work. Go create. Yeah, go create. Yeah, like that's just not gonna happen, right? And then you get guys coming in that have to put up shots. Campaign. You don't. You you, you want campaign in small doses. He can like be effective in small days. In the series or something like you that. You don't want him. You don't want him thinking he needs to get shots up. Yeah, How about that? That's not the campaign. It's that not you the want. campaign. You like he, he will think that <laughs> if he walks on the don't, floor. Don't and like, him with a good time. <laughs> like don't tell. Yeah, don't tell campaign to go out and score because <laughs> he's, like, he's going to try. There's no question about that, right? Yeah. So I will say this for for as well as it seemed like New Orleans is playing with. Brandon Ingram just going ballistic on offense. He's CJ good. McCollum taking really huge, timely shots. And, spreading and the floor the, for them. setting them up on offense. Yep. And yep. then we got Alvarado, Herb Jones. And then 
I can't believe I even went this long without yeah, talking about wait, my guy Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, That's my dog. Shift. He put he puts in a shift. He plays hard. He rebounds his ass off. Putbacks. Whatever you need to do, Jonas Valanciunas will do it for you. Valanciunas is a Sean Little All Star. Oh man, I love Jonas Valanciunas. Man. <laughs> That's my guy. Like Jonas Valanciunas is a dog. Um. Guy plays with gel on his hair, slick back. Like, I, yeah, Jonas Valanciunas is my guy. Get off so, me. so Nance Jr., high energy guy. Yo, Larry Nance Jr. has been playing amazing. He's yeah. been shooting jump shots. Yep. The, the the whole thing, right? Devontae Graham, high confidence guy. Yep. They got a lot of guys with high confidence. You got a lot of guys that don't tell me who I am in this league. Yeah. You know what I mean? Herb Jones, you, you look at a guy like Alvarado, who's six foot, 150 pounds, the, the New York just fucking drips off of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just that that hard nose, I'm going to do whatever. And, and, and an elite irritant. And, like, that's a skill. Let's, let's not forget. See, Taking up Chris Paul 94 feet for 48 minutes, like, come on. I think man. he, like, when, when I hear irritant, I think of, like, a guy like Pat Bev that's not – Pat Bev is a good defender. But he he's just as good of the irritant. I think Alvarado just plays really fucking hard. No, when he when he, when he when he caught him uh, towards the end of the game at, at right before half court and forced him into that turnover, it was just all in his chest. Yeah, Chris Paul looked baffled. Yeah, he, like, yo, I don't know. I don't. What is this? Why am I dealing with this? Why am I dealing? With, and that's what you start saying, like, yo, why am I still dealing right. with this? And you got to give credit to Willie Green. He he committed to that style. He said, "This is what we're doing." Hey, y'all go out there and hoop. And, like, that's a lot, man. Like, for a young coach. And this team started off, what, 3-16 and 16 this year? So another guy that deserves some consideration and a lot of credit is Willie Green. That team plays with an identity. They busted their ass the other night. Busted their ass. Like, you say what you want. 15-point win. They, they, they were in their ass the whole game, all night. Brandon Ingram was going crazy. So I'm interested to see what they look like tonight. The line's 6.5 in Phoenix. I don't I don't see they it just felt it just feels like they were feeding off that that the crowd a ton too. But yeah, I'm gonna sure. I think Phoenix gets to win tonight. I think they win the series, but very impressed with uh with what they look like. Yeah, and you know the crazy thing too? Um and we can go an hour on this, but it's like why doesn't Zion want to play with these guys? You mean to tell me you can take those Jackson Hayes minutes? Those yeah. Larry Nance minutes and replace them with Zion Williamson. I can't. And like, well, I don't. I don't. Well, where's what are we? Where are we at with that? I, there's so much mud around the information. Like, it, is it he doesn't want to play or see? Because part of he how clearly I'm doesn't want to be in New Orleans. Because yeah, maybe because but part of it is what I'm seeing is that this is how I'm reading him going out and doing windmills before the game. Is oh. that I can play. They won't let me play. That's kind of how I'm reading the whole thing. Oh, I think if he said he's and, ready and to play. And maybe he won't – and maybe he's not going to come out and say that with a mic in his face. But my, how I'm reading that is if he comes out and he's doing windmills and he's showing you like, hey, he's sending a message when he's going out pregame doing all that shit that like, I'm healthy enough to do this. So I disagree. it, it kind of seems like it's out of – it's out of my hands, and they won't let him play. That's how I'm reading it. You're I reading think, it differently. Yeah, You're, I'm reading. Or, or, I'm reading or is he letting not, other teams know? Like I'm good. Yeah, I, I just I think he's not playing. Like I think that they would love to have him there. Why would they? They have no reason to not play him. They're not worried about injury. Not worried. I mean, he's been injured the whole. So time. then, what's going on then? 
I think that he's not, he's not in shape. He's not in shape, right? He's in shape he's enough to do able, a couple dunks, but don't ask him for 30 pull, minutes. Well, and he's probably able to play, but he's not he's not willing to do the 15 to 20 minute thing. I don't know what it is, man, but like that whole situation. Uh, that could be it. Like, no. Yeah. Mm. No, I'm just not no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Because he yeah. doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. Why and, don't all these guys want to hoop, man? I don't understand this. I don't understand that. It's crazy. I, I, I get being in like year and eight if that's or nine the case, and, and you're done with the situation. But like to be in year three and decide you're done with the situation is crazy to me, especially when, again, when you look from a roster construction standpoint, they've done a pretty good job. They've done a very good job. Like there's guys there. We just went through the list. There's guys there you can go to war with. This team got to the playoffs. This team is making noise right now. You got a legit number one in Ingram. You got a you got a good player in McCollum, and you got good role players that Zion can literally slide right in. They have, and the role is right there for him too. They can slide right into that four. Slide, and then if you want, Don, you're fat. Go go play the four. It's good. <laughs> get back in shape. We'll let you handle the ball a little bit. I know that's going to take the ball out of Ingram's hand, which I don't know if that's the best idea right now because he looks all world. But it just doesn't make sense that like he's not wanting to play with this team and yeah i i think well that that's what i'm i don't know yeah. man it, it's there's this, just this too it's convoluted over there something very something, cloudy yeah so i'm interested to see what happens with that but yeah man they uh they look really fun they're fun to watch the series has fun. been really fun to watch i'm uh i'm interested to see how phoenix comes out and and i, I, I what they look like now. at home herb jones defense is so good it's almost like offense. It's like he's scoring on D. Like, that's how good his defense is. Like, the guy is uh, – he's incredible. But, okay, because I agree with you. He, he He's awesome, looks awesome. But Devin Booker was doing his thing when he was on the floor. Well, but Devin Booker's elite. That's what those I'm guys, saying. So, so we're, uh, well, that's what exactly what I'm getting at is that well, Herb Jones – Herb Jones is making it difficult on a lot of guys that aren't used to – they're just not bucket getters like that. They're role guys. But if you were to ask Devin Booker, even though he might end the game with 35, it's not the same. If you got to work for that 35, sure. like, look, good scorers, great scorers are going to score regardless. That's what they do. You know what I mean? Rain, sleet, or snow, they're going to score. But sure. if you make it difficult, right, when it's easy, it's like, hey, it's easy day at the office. When it's difficult and you got 35, but you're bruised up or you had to work about it or you had to think a lot about it and you really had to pick your spots, and, and and work hard to get your buckets, you feel that. So, like, you play sure. against a Herb Jones who you know, like, hey, man, if I don't get this shot off quick enough, this dude's going to fly from outer space and block my shit, you know what I mean, or steal the ball if I'm lazy with it. It just keeps you on your toes. So while Booker, again, still might give you that 35, it's a lot harder to score 35 on Herb Jones than it is on Joe Harris. You know what I mean? Like, it, they're not all created equally. Yeah. Same thing with uh, we just talked about with Embiid. Embiid might end these games with 30, but he's feeling it after playing Toronto. No, great, no question. Great players are going to put up their numbers. That's why they're great. We'll but leave that there. Yeah. Game five tonight in Phoenix. Me and Nick think it's a must win for the Suns. They don't want to go back to New Orleans, to the Smoothie King Arena down 3-2. That'd down be, a, there, be a really, really tough, tough ball game. Tough city. I, I want to close it out. <laughs> tough, <laughs> tough, tough stadium, tough city, That's all tough that. City, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's close it out on this, man. Luca is is back. Star. Um... They are killing the Jazz in the paint because of Luka and Jalen Brunson. Oh, 
they they are doing what they need to do. The Jazz got destroyed from the tip last night. Crowd was into it. Luca was talking shit from the jump. He was telling people they can't guard him the whole the whole nine. And now we close it out and Spider Mitchell pulls a hammy towards the end of the game, comes out. Now he's being evaluated. I don't think – I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't think we see Donovan Mitchell the rest of the series because he doesn't want to be on that team anyway. We'll see him in a Utah Jazz uniform ever again. I think he's going to he's gonna take his time with this hamstring. Mm-hmm. He's going to make his way to the end of the season, close this chapter, and then look for somewhere else. What do you think? He's probably looking up flights to LaGuardia right now. So yeah. <laughs> Just checking out, checking out real quick. Wait, I didn't you even might, notice the Worldwide West thing. Yeah, I think he was at he was at I forget if he was at the uh if he was at a Mavericks game or if he was at a Jazz game, but he was at he was at the oh, game. Okay. And the Jazz officials are none too pleased about that. Because <laughs> obviously we've been talking about this a while, but let me ask you this. Fire and that, that joint is fucking hot boxed. So. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Let's take it this way, because we know what Dallas did, right? They yep. moved Porzingis, they went and got Dinwiddie, added a couple different pieces, Burchan. They, like I'm, I'm praising Kidd. a lot of coaching on this podcast, but Jason Kidd, that Jason is Kidd, we owe you an apology. God. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. The deep, they bought into the defensive side of the ball. They've yep. been playing amazing D, led by Luca on the offensive end, just grinds you to death, and then yep. get a bucket with five seconds left in the shot clock. Or he kicks he's all NBA, kicks it to Bullock in the corner. Dory Finney Smith, like Sean's boy Bullock, my boy Bullock. Bullock got that got that flamethrower. So he he's fine. They just grind you down, man. Yeah, they have two different point. guys they can go to that'll grind you off on a on an ISO with the Rock and Jalen Brunson and then Luca, and then they can guys, go to guys. Dude, yeah, slow mo dudes, slow mo dudes like Jalen Brunson. Hey, look, man, we talk about it every week. Watch the fucking film. It was there for you the whole entire time. This guy was going to be – maybe not this level where he's averaging 30 a game in the playoffs, but, hey, Jalen Brunson's a player. Yeah, Legit. no question. Carry- I have a question. Hold on. Because yeah, yeah. We, we, we always tell you guys about Jalen Brunson every time we get on the mic. I want to ask you this because this might this, – I'm interested to get your answer, and it might take a little bit. Because I don't think the Jazz win this series, especially with Mitchell out. You can just no. sign it up as, as oh, bundle sure. it up as done, right? Jordan, Clark, Jordan Clarkson somewhere like, oh shit. Yeah, what? Yeah, him and <laughs> yeah, another guy. You tell, oh, you need shots. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, <laughs> don't trip. I got you. But let me ask you this: Why aren't the Jazz good? Because let me, because when you look at them on paper, they have a all-world big on the defensive end and go bear. They have that bucket getter score they have in Donovan Mitchell. They have a veteran point guard in Mike Conley. They have a guy coming off the bench who's a six-man of the year can score. They got Bogdanovich who can fill it up when necessary. He can shoot it. They got Royce O'Neal who can shoot it. Why isn't the team good? Well, I think they first, they apparently have a Dan Schneider who's a really good coach, and it's known that he's a, a good coach. Quinn Snyder, Quinn Snyder, yeah, yeah, my fault. Quinn Quince Snyder, who's a really yeah. good coach, spends a lot of time getting belts. Yeah, for, shout for, out to Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder. I don't, I don't even, that, dude, oh, I need to wipe, wipe that name off my own. Awful, awful human being. I know. I never need to say <laughs> that dude's name ever. Uh, Quinn Snyder, who's a good coach. What, like, why isn't the team good? So I think first off, they've 
look, they operate like a well-oiled machine, right? Like it, it kind of all works as like this nice little thing. And when it looks good, guys are hitting three. They're swinging it around. Guys are wide open. But they don't really have a second scorer outside of Mitchell that can really create their own shot. I know Clarkson comes in and kind of does his thing. But I, I think they need another guy in that starting lineup that can create their own shot. Isn't that when Mike Conley's supposed to come in? Mike Conley is 40 years old. <laughs> I mean, that's asking a lot of Mike Conley. I think another thing, and I forget where I was listening this, to this too, but their defense is all predicated on funneling everything through Gobert, right? So in the regular season when you're playing a lot of shitty teams or some teams just don't want to play every night, Gobert's eating that shit up. When it gets to the playoffs, teams are like, fine. We'll go right at him, man. We'll bring him out to the perimeter. We'll draw him out. Remember who was the guy on the uh, the Clippers last year? Terrence Mann. Terrence Bodied Mann. him. Killed him. Bodied him. Bodied him. They had no answer for that. So I 40, mean, I think, 40 plus. Yeah, from 40 what I plus remember. in a game. Exactly. Yeah, like 48 or yeah. something crazy. <laughs> so, so I think their game plan, obviously, is it's a great regular season game plan. But in the playoffs, teams are like, if this is what you're going to keep doing and you're really going to rely on your 7-4 center to come out here and guard guys on the perimeter, we're going to kill them. We're going to put them in a blender. We're going to expose that. So that's a problem with them. I think from a chemistry standpoint, look, <clears throat> if your two best players clearly aren't on the same page, which this has been going on for years now. Since the COVID thing, it's just come out. These guys aren't on the same page. And every few weeks you hear another story about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert not getting along. You see the situation where Go uh, Mitchell doesn't pass to him. Like, that's real shit, man. So you can't really band together. And, and, and come so if you had to point like, out one thing, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. chemistry. It's chemistry, and I think they have personnel issues. I think you had a bunch of guys who are playing above what they are, but when push comes to shove, these guys can't create their own shot. The Ingles injury was huge for them, and that's another thing. When you operate like this well-oiled machine, if you take out a part, the whole thing goes crazy, and Ingles was huge for them. Yeah. So you take that out, and it's kind of like, hey, Mitchell, we need to create – we need a bucket. Mitchell, you got to do your thing. Uh, Clarkson, you got to do your thing because we can't get these other guys open to do their thing. And then defensively, yeah, their scheme is you can poke holes in it. That Clippers series last year was very, 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 very revealing because Ty Lue made the adjustments to go at Gobert with man, and they could not do anything. He became unplayable by the end of that series. That's another thing. Gobert can become unplayable, and you pay him $40 million a year. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. Yeah. The and then yeah. Okay, y'all want us to funnel it to the paint? Yeah. We'll just we'll just we'll just leave the we'll leave the series. Bring them out. Bring them yeah. out. Yeah. You can't you can't tempt the team for seven games to bring their bigs out to the perimeter. Yeah. He's not Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like hey, it's a good point. Yeah. I, I it's uh it's just a team you look at like man, I would love a couple of those dudes on the Bulls, and it's like. They're just, they just don't have it. It's the team I look at, I'm like, man, I cannot wait till this thing breaks up because I'm really sick of them. Even last year when they had the best record, I'm like, the, the, I'm not fucking – remember Edwards, like, the Utah Jazz, the only Utah Jazz. I'm like, these Jazz are fucking sus. I've seen this movie before. Yeah, I've seen this movie a hundred times. I know how it ends. Yeah. I, I, I know the script. I can tell you every other line that's coming up. Like, I don't so – they're yeah. a team that, like, a good riddance, man. Just like Brooklyn. Get out of here. I'm done. I don't want – in yeah. this series – That's I how I felt when that – when I was like, man, cash out my Celtics ticket. Yeah. And let's get – let's, man, let's get out of here. About man, let's stop shit. talking about these yeah. guys. There's let's, a few man. cross-offs, man. I'm done. I'm done with these. I'm done with them. Done with the Nets. Like, let's just get rid of this Utah I will tell you thing. this. This Celtics-Milwaukee? Hoo-wee. 
Oh, That's going to be boy. a hell of a second round series. Oh, Do you have boy. anything before we leave on Memphis, Minnesota? Or is this just uh Oh, I mean, this is one of those games. Yeah, let's talk about it. This, this series is just all over. Minnesota, the dumbest team in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen I've never seen a team double down on foul trouble like they do. I've never seen a team double down on turnovers like they do. I've never seen a team blow two 25-point leads in a single game. Yeah, that was crazy. I've never well, seen a coach leave his not call a timeout in the midst of a 21-point run. But at the same yeah. time, when it looks good, they're fucking unbeatable. <laughs> like they got so much talent. Um, but I do think, yeah, I think I think this guy Finch gets a a, a big pass from people on some of these decisions that he makes that are making. crazy. Yeah. I the how I feel about the series is it's very fun to watch. Yeah. It's I was shocked at how they even lo- they ended up losing the game. But Minnesota's defense in the last one. They it was just like last game in Minnesota was just ferocious. Yeah. They were just all over the place and they're giving Ja a really hard time. It's it's probably the funnest series to watch because there's a lot of storylines, right? You got Ant and then you have this whole cat situation where What is the He's just uncomfortable in his own skin. He's also as the lowest basketball IQ possibly in the world. I'm mean, sorry, these fouls. About the fouls. Picks, yeah, he picks up fouls, reaching like it's like I got four fouls, so I'm gonna try to swat some shit from behind, or I'm gonna go over the back on an offensive rebound that I have no chance of getting. Yeah, that lot. That's the second game tonight. Six thirty. Did you see the other day when lost. he chased after the out of bounds ball for no reason and, and stepped out of bounds? Yeah, I did see that actually. What are you doing? Yeah, Reggie Miller's like, what, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a fun series. I think Ja, ja knows that he's not playing up to par and he kind of has to get rolling. So I'm excited to see. You know who is playing up to after Desmond Bain. D-Bain, most improved player. Desmond Bain per is, a, ja. is a shooter. He can hoop, man. He can hoop. <laughs> yeah, so they got a lot of guys that are like that. I mean, dog, they went 56 and 26. Like, yeah. so that's where I'm interested to see. That feels like a game that the, the the Grizzlies would like to win as well. Like, it feels like a seven-game series, but it feels like it goes home, home away home, and they go back to Memphis and, and maybe get the W at home in game seven. But I'm excited to watch that. I'm looking – that's the – between them and uh, the Pel- – like. If I had to rank the teams that I'm excited to watch the rest of the, the the like the rest of these first round series, I'm I'm really enjoying the Pelicans. Yep. I'm really enjoying the Grizzlies and 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 that that whole dynamic uh with the Timberwolves. And then cuz like I'm not interested in Heat Hawks. He, the Heat are not fucking playing any games with those boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 not and, interested in watching locking that. locking up Trey Young. Yeah, I'm not really interested in I guess part of me wants to see, you know how it is. Part of me wants to see Philly go to seven for the drama, but like I want, I want to see Philly go to the next round as well. So I'm interested in the Pelicans and then this Grizzlies Timberwolves series, no question. Who does uh? So the winner of Philly and Toronto gets the winner of Miami and yeah, Atlanta. They get Miami. Miami versus Toronto would be a lot of fun. I don't even think so. You think Miami would mop, mop the floor with those boys? That, that's that like Toronto. Toronto's mini Miami, right? Like so, that, Spo, Spo would just yeah, really good coaching, physical. 
Like they don't want to like their baby Miami Toronto. Right. That's how right. I see them. Like put it like this. I think Toronto Nick Nurse is telling Toronto that they could like beat up Philly a little bit. Can't beat not up Miami. Be, not beating up Miami, bro. Yeah, like no, not at all. Now, especially now when PJ Tucker hitting threes and floaters and all types of shit. Yeah, yeah. If he giving you twelve, yeah. So I yeah, I I and Jimmy Miami. been playing Jimmy been playing his ass off too. Absolutely. Well, it similar to like the like the uh the bubble, <laughs> Jimmy's just like, okay, yeah, I got a score. Yeah, fine. Like, all right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Like, I know okay. problem with that. Yeah, why so, not? Yeah, man. I think uh so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Ja and how he bounces back. I think he feels I from from him talking and social and him being on the press conference, I think a lot of that shit he's been doing on social is ratcheting up the go. pressure. Told him we gotta come back to Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> I think all that stuff that he's doing on social and talking to him, he got the him tattoo on his on his hand. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think a lot of that stuff he's doing is ratcheting up the pressure a little bit, and I think he feels that. And I think he feels like he has to respond, and he, he's getting ready to come out and, and see what's up. So I'm excited to see that. I probably... Can we retire the team Morant versus... Uh... Whatever Car Anthony Towns. The Car Anthony Towns pops. It's getting a little too much. Too Chris much? Ains did an interview with them the other night, and that shit went on for like seven minutes. <laughs> and I was like, all right, it's a little too much. Like T Morant's obviously, you know, he's off that yak. Yeah. Um, Car Anthony Towns pop is off whatever he's off. But like, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of over it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'm gonna watch the Hawks Heat to start the night. I was gonna say, are you even watching six. Hawks Heat for that? Well, because it's six hour? o'clock. Yeah, I'll watch yeah. it for a half hour, and then I'm flipping right to TNT. I'll probably flip over a couple minutes early to catch the boys on the pregame. And then, yeah, I'm watching Timberwolves Grizzlies. And then I'm going to roll it straight into uh, Pelican Suns. All right, guys, we'll leave it there. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere iTunes, Spotify. Tell the homies. Man, we could talk about this all day. We'll see y'all next week. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. Be good.